guys, and welcome back to It's a Theater Thing. This is a special episode of the podcast. For the next eight weeks, we're going to be doing a recap of the FX limited series, Fosse Verdon. As you guys probably know, the show is about Bob Fosse, the famous choreographer and director, and his wife, who's considered one of the best Broadway dancers ever ever, uh, Gwen Verdon. And to join me to talk about that today is Aaron Carl. Hey, Aaron. Well, hello. Hey. <laughs> so first of all, how'd you, what'd you think of the show? Did you enjoy it? I loved it. I'm coming from a headspace of, I know the names, but I don't know a lot of the story. Oh. And so I was just, I adored um, they kind of set it up in a lot of flashbacks, a lot of flash forwards, mm-hmm. kind of just had him, you know, dreaming about what happened in the past or kind of envisioning where he wanted the dancers. Mm-hmm. So I found that was very, very good for me who didn't know the story. I was like, oh, well, that's where that inspiration came from, or that's why that is important to remember now. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I I thought it was good, too. I really enjoyed it. And I know a little bit more about Bob Fosse. You know, I'm familiar with his work. I, I know that he is... The man responsible for jazz hands, <laughs> but he's a lot more than that. Um, he was a very innovative choreographer and director. Uh, he gave us cabaret and he gave, uh, gave us, uh, well, the movie cabaret and he gave us yep. Chicago, which is one of my favorites. And he's, he was just a really, really talented person, but also, a really troubled person, which we see already in this first episode. So the episode actually starts out with him getting ready. Uh, he's going to a premiere, and it's not really evident. Uh, I'm guessing because they flash the words 19... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. They flash the words at the end. <laughs> Eight minutes yeah. left. But um, <laughs> but in the beginning, they do flash 19 years left because we know that he he does die, um, you know, fairly young. Um, mm-hmm. Fairly young for these days, anyway. Um, yeah. And he's getting ready for his opening night. And then we see him getting, you know, working on the Sweet Charity film. Which was really cool. And oh, yes. yeah. And did you know that Gwen Verdon was such a big help to him? I didn't know that. I I am ashamed to say I did not even know the name Gwen Verdon. Oh well yeah. that's that's uh, that's because you're a baby theater fan. I'm, I'm <laughs> you're a not baby a baby theater fan. Yes. And I mean that's that's the beauty of theater is I mean, honestly I've been a fan for over ten years, but there's still so much to learn and there's still so much, you know, all these little intricate parts. And like you were just saying, nobody really knew how intricate she was in in Bob's work. Yeah, I, um, yeah. I knew about Gwen Verdon only because as a kid I had seen Damn Yankees and I knew she was in Damn Yankees. And it wasn't until later on that I knew more about her life and that she had been married to Bob Fosse. 
And what mm-hmm. a, a lot of people don't remember is he was married before. Uh, he had two other marriages before he married Gwen Verdon. But oh, yes, but Gwen Verdon was the one that made a huge impact, and you know, really kind of made theater history. So, um, as she said in the episode, she speaks Bob. Yes, she does. <laughs> she does. So, what do you think of Michelle Williams' take on Gwen Verdon? I love her. That she is such an amazing talent. I've been a fan of Michelle since Dawson's Creek. Ah. And I was actually lucky enough to see her in Cabaret in the last revival with Alan Cummings. Oh cool. Yeah, she was she was Sally Bowles and I knew she could sing because they had done a couple of musical episodes of Dawson's Creek and I had read the Teeny Bopper magazine, so I knew that. Mm-hmm. And I knew she could handle the drama because I had seen her in Brokeback Mountain mm-hmm. with with Heath Ch- and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and all that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, she's got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just stunned. And honestly, I had never seen the show all the way through. I had seen bits of the movie. Mm-hmm. So I was also just in shock of that ending in Cabaret and just the whole, like, feel well well michelle williams definitely does you know show her chops here and you know i I wasn't sure if because i mean it's obvious that they have a um some artificial teeth in her mouth to make her look a little bit more like gwen verdon but i think she she really handles it well and kind of communicates you know, a maturity that, I mean, I know she's quite young, but she, you know, communicates a maturity that kind of came through in Gwen Verdon. It's really, it was, I felt a really good portrayal. Sam Rockwell, I have to admit, I'm not quite as sold on. I feel like he mumbles a lot. And I don't know, maybe that's the way Bob Fosse spoke. But I thought he was good. I, I really do think that he was good, but I just had trouble understanding him sometimes. And I did have to go back and rewatch a little bit of it just to make sure I got all of it. And I can't speak on that with my hearing being what it is. It right. was all kind of mumbles, but I had the right. captions up, so I was fine. Uh, I, I did adore that uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda was live tweeting. And in one of the live tweets was that the only thing not Bob Fosse approved was Sam's triceps. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Because <laughs> apparently there was an episode where he was showing off and or a scene <laughs> where he was, you know, flexing a little bit and Lynn had to, had to call Sam out. So I thought that I thought that was cute. I was that like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, I love the fact that they recreated Hey Big Spender. I thought it sounded great. I thought it looked great. It, mm-hmm. it was very cool to see. And it feels like they really want to keep this authentic. Yes. A- and as we're watching it, we are seeing that he's having some flashbacks to his childhood and when he's learning, I guess, well, he was already a pretty accomplished dancer even when he was a kid, but, you know, learning to perfect his dancing technique. So that was cool. Yeah. And then we find out the bad news, which is Sweet Charity didn't do so well in the box office. 
So, yeah, so we see, you know, we go from this really great party scene where, by the way, like Broadway fans, keep your eyes open for, uh, you know, uh, Norbert Leo Butts, who who is unrecognizable as Patty Chefesky. And also Laura Mm -hmm. Osnes is Shirley MacLaine, who we only see for about a a second. She's not in the party scene, but we only see her for about a second in in that uh, beginning segment where they're shooting Hey Big Spender. So, Mm -hmm. you know, eagle-eyed fans, keep your eyes open. You're going to be seeing a lot of familiar faces, um, which is very, very cool. Um, Lots of quick cameos, lots of, hey, what that was, wait a minute, where did... Well, I know they're coming back because he hasn't filmed that movie yet. So <laughs> right, so so we see that he's kind of you know down in the dumps. He's lost twenty million dollars for the studio, but mm-hmm. he he kind of takes his own fate in his hands and meets with Cypher about possibly working on Cabaret. Now, yep. if you're paying attention, it was brought up to him at his party, and he wasn't interested. Mm-hmm. And then he became interested. <laughs> so, he decided he's like, yeah, this this may work out for me. I may, I may need this. Right. And I guess we we get the feeling. I don't know, Aaron, if you got the feeling he he's a bit difficult to work with. <laughs> Just a scotch that um, kind of leans back to they did this in both the um, uh, sweet chariot scene and then when they were filming. Uh, for Cabaret, Gwen kind of had to come in and start the story for the actors. Yeah, give give them a little bit of a, a background to to work from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that and then that put them at ease, and then they understood why he was working them so hard and why he wanted that type of perfection. They had something mm-hmm. to go with, so. Right. And when we're watching the cabaret years <laughs> or year, yeah. Um, yeah. we see a title card that says 16 years left because anybody who's familiar with, uh, you know, with the story knows that he's, you know, his time is running out. So mm-hmm. uh, we see that he's a bit of a drinker, a little bit of a drinker, that he he's taking some pills and uh, something happens with his daughter. His daughter gets a hold of some pills and takes them to school. I saw that and I'm like, wait, why? What is she getting into? What? No. <laughs> I know. I was. Yeah. I was so nervous watching that scene. I'm like, go away! Don't touch that! Don't touch! Why is no one paying attention to this child? <laughs> but it, really, yeah. it's you can see that they love their daughter, but you can also see that their daughter was neglected in some ways. But I mean, nobody's watching her when she's walking around a party and taking an olive out of a martini, and now she's playing with pills. Yeah, not, yeah, not good. But I, I I think they were just too busy dealing with really really important and large projects. Yes. To to realize, oh, my child needs attention now, or mm-hmm. yeah. So we're also meeting another person who is in the story, um, which is Gwen's friend Joan, who happens to be Joan Simon, the wife of Neil Simon. And she kind of puts it out there that, 
you know, I'm a little worried. He's in Munich all on his own. And, you know, she never comes right out and says it, but we all know what she's talking about because Bob Fosse was quite the womanizer. Yes. Yes. And as you mentioned before, he's previously been married. And so obviously the marriage isn't, I wouldn't say unimportant to him, but not a deciding factor in if he's going to have an affair or not. Right, definitely. <laughs> he didn't seem too too worried about being faithful. <laughs> no, no, not not on a priority list. No, yeah. no, and and you know you could see it coming. Especially he meets a translator in Germany, and she's attractive, and he's watching her, and he actually helps. She actually helps him when he wants to find some prostitutes to use as extra in the film <laughs> which which I have to say pretty brilliant idea because he got ex- the exact look that he wanted exactly yeah he he it, that's kind of the the genius of him is he has this vision and he's articulate enough to be like no this isn't right and this is why it's not right yeah yeah and I think it was Gwen Verdon, like you were saying earlier, you quoted the line, she speaks fluent Bob. Um, yeah. <laughs> she was able to articulate it in a way that was acceptable to the studio, where yeah. I think I get the feeling Bob Fosse was sort of like a bull in a china shop, like, okay, this is how I'm going to do it. And you don't like it. Er, and tough. Yeah, she she very much tempered his demands, you know, when he would come in and be like, no, this outfit's wrong. This is horrible. She would come in with like, three outfits and be like a b or c right (laughs) exactly she was she was the person that really thought it through in a linear way so yeah so getting back to their daughter yeah it was a little concerning when nicole brought second all to school (laughs) i'm guessing a lot of teachers didn't see that a whole lot but the only thing that concerns me is They never really addressed it other than bringing it up. But I kind of wanted to know, well, how did that turn out? You know, and Mm -hmm. and who's watching Nicole when Gwen is flying off to Germany? (laughs) Yeah, they do kind of just, yeah, dismiss that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure in real life she probably had a nanny or or a family member, but most likely a nanny. But, yeah, it would be kind of nice to know. I feel like that was sort of a loose end. And then, you know, that famous, the famous gorilla from Cabaret. Poor Gwen has to hunt down a pretty gorilla. (laughs) Because the the only gorilla suit they can find in Germany is really ugly. (laughs) Is, Is not what Bob wants. And so, again, Gwen showing her Gwenness was just like, Okay, I'll do it. I'll be back in 72 hours. I know exactly what he wants. Like, give me a day in New York and it'll be fine. Right. Like, she was just really a take charge type of person, it seems like. And Mm -hmm. they really did work as a good partnership. I get the feeling, and maybe I'm wrong, but sort of the vibe I got from the show itself was he didn't want to be seen as relying on her. But he knew that he needed her. So, I, yes. I mean, you know, when he had that dinner with um, Cy Fuhrer, he was like, no, you know, because he's like, oh, is, is Gwen going to be involved? Nope, just me. 
Yeah, it's just kind of. And then she does end up showing up in Germany. Like, you know, he Mm -hmm. calls and is like, okay. And she drops everything and heads over for him. Right, exactly. That's love. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah. I, yeah, it, it does seem like they were very, very much in love. Yeah. So I'm I'm definitely excited to see the twist and turns of the relationship. Yeah, sadly, it doesn't last. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I gathered that, especially at the very end of the um, the episode. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but with the answering of the door, I'm like, okay, that's yeah, no. Nope. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I think it takes a little while before. I know eventually he'll meet Anne Rhine King, which I know he looked on as a muse for him, and he was heavily involved with her for many years. So th- that's mm-hmm. a big, you know, sticking point in their marriage. But you know, they never divorced. I mean, they were married until he passed away. So, yeah, yeah. And and Gwen Verdon never remarried. So I think that, at least on her side, there was a very deep and lasting love for him. And I'm sure he loved her, too. But he, I think he couldn't get out of his own way. He just... You know, he he'd look around. He'd want everything he saw. <laughs> and that does seem, yeah. He has that very very type A personality of it's this way. This is what I want. And of course, you know, he did show love and show care. But yeah, mm-hmm. is, is is that a healthy love and a healthy care? And that's what we're what we're diving into with this show. Yes, that's true. I like it. <laughs> so as we're seeing them work on Cabaret, it's really cool to see um, Kelly Barrett, who plays Liza Minnelli, you know, kind of walk in all diva-like with her little puppy, <laughs> which was really oh, fun. Oh, yes. And, and really jump right in. And uh, I love this, this scene where they're going through the costume choices and and uh, where she actually mm-hmm. looks even a little embarrassed to be wearing one of the pieces because it was going to be a bit revealing. Uh, I think Kelly Barrett, I don't know her work really, but I think she is a fabulous Liza. Oh, she- my. I swore they were using a vocal dub. I was like, yeah. that has to be Liza. Like she hit all the notes, all the accents everything with the tone and the presence Mm -hmm. so that yeah she just she became liza and i loved it yeah especially when she was um there's a scene where she's singing cabaret Mm -hmm. like they're just not not for the film she's they're just like hanging out after after filming Mm -hmm. and uh and she's just stunning i love Mm -hmm. that yeah i i love how they're going through and showing the process of making the movie i and was really i don't know something that really hit home to me was during the segments where he's working on the choreography for cabaret and he's telling them like he wants to see like every muscle represented when they're mm-hmm. dancing and that's so you know, indicative of his work, where really, when you watch his choreography, that's what it is. You you do you see every muscle movement. It's very deliberate, but very beautiful at the same time. Oh yes, so, 
Yeah. And then they, they had some, some kind of dialogue about how, oh, we've just been rehearsing for five hours. Or <laughs> we were supposed to start rolling cameras two hours ago, and you're just now getting to this part of the rehearsal. Yeah. So, yeah. Ag- again, just emphasizing how strong-willed Bob was about his about his dancers, about his movements mm-hmm. being being filmed and being, you know, etched in history. Yes. I also think they really, I mean, we were saying before how Gwen Verdon really seemed to understand what Bob needed, but she also understood what the audience was looking for. There's a segment where she's talking with Cy Fuhrer and she's telling him, you know, boys are coming home in body bags. I and mean, we were to assume that this is during Vietnam. And she mm-hmm. said, you know, Nixon is our president. And, you know, she says under her breath, God help us. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and, and she, she communicates to him that, People aren't looking right now for the light, fluffy musical comedies of maybe 20 years before that time. They're, they were looking for the grit and reality that was actually happening around them, you know, in the, I believe that was like the early 70s. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, she had a really great understanding of what people wanted, which I thought was really really cool (laughs) right yeah again just how she spoke bob and then turned that language into something that everybody could understand right yeah i think i i have to say i never really thought of gwen verd in this way i I thought knew she was a dancer and i thought she was a talented person but I never knew how insightful she was and really how important she was to Bob Fosse's work. So okay. watch, watching the show is an education for me. <laughs> yes. And yeah. And like I said at the beginning, this is all brand new for me. So I am I am very much intrigued. I am in the process of doing a ton of Google searches and scouring Netflix and for old videos and yeah it's mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting so spoiler alert although this whole episode is a spoiler um, yes <laughs> when we get to the end of the show again we're, we're to uh, think that he's probably going to a, an opening night and there's somebody at the door and, and the uh, title card says eight minutes left and so uh, that tells me that we're in 1987 and he, he's in Washington, D.C. And they're going to the Sweet Charity Revival. It's interesting because he had a heart attack right outside on the sidewalk. I believe it was a heart attack. I know he had had a heart attack, at another, a, a first heart attack early on at some mm-hmm. point. And it was interesting because many years ago, I had a job interview at National Theater, and that's where Sweet Charity was playing. And they took me on a tour of the theater, and they actually took me outside. And we walked down the street a little bit, and she showed me, pointed to a spot in the sidewalk, and she said, this is where Bob Fosse had his heart attack. <laughs> kind, of oh, an interesting, yeah, kind of an interesting thing to learn about on a job interview. But, and, right. and sadly, I didn't get the job, but, you know, oh. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> but, no, but now you have all this fun history. That's right. That's right. So it should be really interesting to see what comes uh, 
what comes next. Uh, watching the previews for the upcoming series, we're going to see them working on Chicago, which I'm super excited about. And they're going to delve into his relationship with Anne Ryan King and also the breakdown of his marriage. So, yeah. yeah. So the, the things that I'm interested in are the things that I don't know yet. I, mm-hmm. I'm really curious about their daughter and how things turn out for her. So, I, yeah, I believe I saw her name in the executive producer yes. list. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She is I, an executive I, producer. Yes. Okay. I thought, I thought so. I was like, Nicole, wait, Nicole, that sounds familiar. Wait. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that was quite a group of people working on that show. I mean, you have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda. You have Thomas Kale, Alex Lacamoire, Andy Blankenbuehler. So it, it was a pretty impressive group of people. Yeah. They, they know what they're doing and they just. Are, are kind of like death laser focus on the world needs to know this story and we're going to do it and do it well. Right. Exactly. And that is that is what they delivered definitely with this episode one. Right. So there's an actress I'm really looking forward to seeing and I always mangle her name. <laughs> I believe her, her, well, her first name is Bianca. I believe her last name is uh, pronounced Maroquin or it could be Mara Quinn. She has played Roxy quite a bit in Chicago, off and on over the years. She's fabulous. And she's going to be Cheetah Rivera. So Ooh. I am looking forward to seeing her as Cheetah Rivera. I was totally blown away by how much they made Evan Handler look like Hal Prince. That was crazy. I mean, yeah. I, looked, I looked at him and I was like, is that the real hell prince? <laughs> so that was that was nuts. And the I'm makeup also- and costumes, yes. yes. Oh wow. Yeah. And I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing uh Ethan Slater as Joel Gray. I think he's gonna be great. I know. I was so looking for that, you know, when they started filming the cabaret, I'm like, Oh, Ethan will show up any minute and then I'm like patience patience they have they have many episodes and they're definitely not going to get through cabaret in one right (laughs) so i think that that's pretty much sums up the first episode of fossey verdon you can find it on fx on tuesday nights at 10 o'clock was there anything you wanted to add um no but uh besides the hulu is their streaming service so if you do not have cable you will have to go through hulu Awesome. So we'll be back next week for our next recap of episode two of Fosse Verdon. You can find It's a Theater Thing on the Onstage Blog Network and on iTunes. And you can follow us on Facebook at It's a Theater Thing. And also our Twitter handle is at Theater Thing. If you're interested in emailing us, send us an email at theaterthing at gmail.com. And we will see you next time. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you. See you next time.